because a lot of e-commerce brands forget about the back end. And this is where all your profits at. If you can break even the customer acquisition upfront and focus all your money on and time and attention on the back end, you're gonna have an you're gonna have an amazing results because you're gonna you know add another few thousands, maybe add an additional five to six figures a month um, in additional profit. Have you ever wondered how do you grow a conscious e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tandiono and welcome to the Conscious E-Commerce Leaders Podcast. I'm back here again with Nick Terrio. If you don't remember uh, previously, Nick Terrio is someone that is a specialist when it comes to Facebook ads, he's really crushing it. He specializes in helping e-commerce brands to grow. And he has generated over 3 million in revenue for clients in e-commerce last year. And the best part is he did that with around 1 million in ad spend. So you wouldn't want that kind of return on your ad spend, would you? Not only that, in 2021, he's still crushing it. And Yahoo Finance recently nominated his agency as one of the top agencies that dominated quarter one. So if you want to crack the code for Facebook advertising, you want to tune in to what Nick has in store for you this episode. So welcome back to the show, Nick. Vincent, thank you for having me on, man. It's, uh, it's great to be back on. How are you? <laughs> yeah, doing great, brother. Always a pleasure to uh, talking to you here and looking forward to what you have to share here. So can you bring awesome. back us a bit on your story? Like how did you even get started into this Facebook ads thing? So I've been running e-commerce Facebook ads since September 18th of 2019. I remember the exact day because it was probably the biggest day of my life that's really changed my journey and stuff. Uh, but I've been actually running Facebook ads itself since 2015. I, uh, I've always been entrepreneurial as a, as a kid growing up and stuff. You know, I'm 24 years old. I think my first kind of like entrepreneurial moment was probably like when I was 12 years old, around 11, 12 years old, when I discovered you can make money off posting videos on YouTube. So by monetization and stuff. So, you know, growing up as a kid, I've always been entrepreneurial in terms of of you know going the YouTube route, creating videos for back in the gaming days of creating a gaming YouTube channel, growing that over three thousand subscribers, doing work for different gaming people in the YouTube scene and stuff. Um, so after having that, I pivoted in my high school, kind of the end of my high school um, time, where I was like, hey, I want to start investing in the forex trading and stuff like that. So investing in the stock markets. You know, I missed the online business as I kind of got out the YouTube scene for a little bit. Uh, so I got into yeah investing and stuff, but I needed money to invest. And I was working a full uh, part-time job at the time, but I hated it. And um, I just randomly one day decided to wash my vehicle and post it on Facebook and say, hey, I'm washing vehicles. Who would want it? And uh, immediately got a flood of people reach out to me, charging like a hundred bucks, uh, you know, pops just to wash their vehicle. And at the time I was making probably like $25 an hour doing that versus my part-time job where I was making like $7.25 to $10 an hour. So um, it was really cool. So I needed a way to grow that detailing business. And what's the best way to do it? Facebook ads. I discovered a little boost of posts and I was like, 
huh, I can boost the post for $5 a day, reach 500 to 1,000 people, maybe 2,000 people at the time, uh, versus going print up maybe 100 flyers for like 200 bucks at once. So I was like, it's a no-brainer. I got into Facebook ads just on boost and post for like literally two years. Uh, grew that detailing business up to about 10K a month. And again, that's, that's just me, 17, 18 years old. I had a business partner. Uh, we started hiring employees, helping out, helping out with everything. Um, and then I just, yeah, I kept growing that business and stuff. And then I was like, Hey, I love doing the Facebook ad side, the marketing aspect of it way more than the actual business itself. And then that's when I discovered that, Hey, um, you know, through a Sam ovens webinar, (laughs) I realized other people were making money by, you know, running other businesses, Facebook ads. So I was like, Hey, I want to try that. So, um, I didn't even buy Sam ovens course or anything like that. I just went at it by myself. I immediately tried reaching out to people and I started doing lead generation for, you know, a few months and Lead generation was okay. It was cool, but it was, it was very hard to track the leads and stuff. And that was, was a very unfulfilling moment right there when you're generating hundreds of leads for businesses and are just like, oh, hey, you know, I don't think any of these converted. And, you know, they just had a very poor sales process. So that's kind of some of the issues. Uh, then I got to personal branding, selling courses and stuff, run, slinging Facebook ads for that. And um, I, I did pretty decent, but the, it was just the problem was is, Um, What I didn't know was holding me back from succeeding with that. And then fast forward another month or two, uh, that's when I get this lead and literally just an email in my box and said, hey, I was watching YouTube channel because at the time I probably posted one or two videos about Facebook ads and stuff. And um, I get this lady, she messaged me and said, hey, I was watching your YouTube channel and we spent around $30,000 in ad spend. Keep in mind, I've never spent more than $100 in a day on Facebook ads, even mentioned clients and stuff. I get this lead. Hey, we're, we spent $30,000 in the last 30 days. We're looking to outsource our Facebook ads. We're, we're stuck right now. Our ROAS is terrible. We're an e-commerce business. And I was like, oh, I never did e-commerce before, but I saw the $30,000. I was like, holy shit. So I thought it was a, a scam at first. Like, hey, this is some scam. They're going to give me a call and try to steal my information and stuff like that. But anyway, hop on a call with them. Literally the easiest close of my life. Um, you know, they, they start talking to me a little bit about it. Uh, I said, yeah, we can do that. Literally didn't even ask for case studies or anything. We can do that. That's all I said. Um, you know, pitched them for 10x what I was usually charging. And um, long story short, signed them on. And that was September 18th of 2019. That was a completely game changer for my life. That's the day I got into e-commerce. And within the first 30 days, we took their like 0.95 ROAS up to a three X return on ad spend. Um, we, we went from spending $30,000 in 30 days to $10,000 in 30 days. And we made a $30,000 back in revenue. So, uh, we made a crazy amount literally by just taking a few action on a few key things inside their ads manager. Um, fast forward almost, you know, literally be two years. So about a year and a half now, uh, we've scaled up now. It's about working with eight different e-commerce clients. Uh, we, you know, like I said, we spent over seven figures in ad spend in the slash over, you know, 360, 365 days. Uh, we probably generated over close to or close to around 4 million now in revenue with e-commerce. And I mean, we're, we're just getting started when it comes down to e-commerce. So we've, we've, uh, you know, we've completely revamped everything with Facebook ad side. And now we're actually taking a completely new approach of these e-commerce clients uh, in terms of building out a lot of their backend and customer retention, which we can get to a little bit later in this episode. So that's something that's just yeah. every e-commerce business that's under, um, that's not utilizing effectively. So that's kind of my journey right now. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of you like your biggest struggle when you were still like starting out on your Facebook ads journey? 
Yeah. So I think with the Facebook ad side, I mean, once when I started, you know, like I said, I was doing boost a post in first and obviously I, I think boost a post now is kind of an issue that everyone knows now not to do. So I wouldn't even say that's something that most people have talked about now. Um, uh, but I think, yeah, starting off with the Facebook ad side, you know, um, I have a YouTube channel and stuff and we, we, we I coach a lot of, you know, people starting on Facebook ads. So, um, the first thing I see inside their ads manager is really, it's, there's no really systematic structure inside their ads manager. They're just literally going in there. Um, and, and I literally like to look at it like, you know, your preschooler or your kindergartner kids homework, you know, they come back and they got scribble all over the page and stuff like that. That's literally what their ads manager looks like. They just, they don't really have, they don't really know what they're doing. Um, you know, they create a post on their, fa their Facebook page or they create an ad and stuff. They throw like maybe five, 10 bucks at it. They don't get the sales or the purchases they want. And they say, Hey, Facebook ads doesn't work or Hey, this is a scam. And they back off of it or they actually continue with it, but they just don't know what they're doing. You know, they're just, they're taking random products. They're targeting these random audiences and stuff, creating these ads with really nothing that, you know, I have, I have three keys with ads, grab attention, create desire and a reason to take action now. And you look at their ads, it's just like new collection drops a picture of a shirt and it says like headline, get it now. And they're like, oh, why am I not getting purchases on that? And I'm like, well, would you purchase that? No. Well, exactly. <laughs> You're not doing anything to really entice people with the advertising and everything like that. So I think that's something like the few key beginner mistakes is really nailing down on the marketing side and the branding aspect of how you run these ads to understand that these are completely cold people that have no clue who you are. Um, you really need to leverage the branding and the message you're sending to them about your brand. Um, and then two, you need to have, you need to work with someone that does an ads expert, maybe pay for some consulting with them or some coaching with them just to, just to see how to really structure and organize the ads manager. Cause that's a huge key um, and, and an easy, easy problem you can fix by just simply getting on a call with someone. And um, I know when I was first starting out with Facebook ads or in the e-commerce side, I spent like six, seven months testing hundreds of different ways of like structuring ads manager and stuff. Um, and then within like two days, I hopped on a call with another huge agency, uh, got all that sorted out in two days. So it's like the quicker you can realize you have a problem in your, in your face, the quicker you can get help, the quicker you solve it. And the quicker you move, the quicker you move, the quicker you can scale. So that's kind of like some of my keys right there. Yeah. So what I hear frequently is that people, they are like starting to, when they're looking to scale their, uh, their Facebook ads is they're getting like good results and they kind of like plateaued or kind of died down. So was it like, what was like some of the biggest aha moment that you have that you got like a systematic way to keep scaling uh, the from Facebook ads? Yeah. So a lot of the stores we deal with is multi-product stores. Um, you know, single product stores are really good, especially single product stores. Like say, for example, we're about to take on this brand that does um, laser hair removal. They just sell one product. They have a ton of inventory of it. There's no customization, nothing like that. Just one product. So um, it's pretty easy to scale it up because uh, inventory plays a huge issue in e-commerce. That's something that um, like lead generation or selling personal branding courses and stuff. You don't have that problem, but inventory and e-commerce is huge and crucial. Uh, so when you start to scale up and you start to see results die down, say, for example, if your clothing brand, you need to check make sure that your best selling sizes are in stock. Cause if they're not, then, well, that's your issue. Just look at your product, fix that. Uh, sometimes it might be for a clothing brand as well. It might be your best selling, uh, SKUs are not in stock anymore. So your best selling, you know, designs are not in stock anymore. Um, and this can be the same thing for other, you know, e-commerce businesses, multi-product, uh, e-commerce business. If you sell sunglasses, your best seller is a black pair and all you have is gold and rose gold left, then obviously that's why results are dying down. So I always check 
get inventory before we start making decisions inside the ads manager. Um, then once you got that, then you, with our structure and the, the way we structure ads manager, we have a audience testing campaign. We have a creative testing campaign, and then we have a scaling campaign. So we do, we do two forms of testing before we start scaling an ad. Um, so first off, we, we create a batch of new creatives every single week and we test them. So that way we're consistently putting out effort into trying to find the next winning ad. Um, just like Russell Brunson preaches with you're one funnel away from being a millionaire, one funnel away from success. We highly believe that you're one ad away from success. So a lot of people come complacent, they create one ad, and they ads don't work for them and they believe ads don't work for them. Well, reality, we might have our first two or three batches of ads not work and we still consistently test more, figure out what's working and consistently push it. Uh, we're working with a brand right now where we you know first batch or two didn't work at all. Third, fourth batch started improving and our fifth batch, we're seeing like an eight to 10x row ads on a cold audience, which is just absolutely insane compared to what the realistic is around three to four X. So so have a testing creative campaign um, and then testing new audiences, you know, testing new uh, audiences, because once you start scaling up, the problem with results dying down is creatives dying out and audiences get burned out. Those are two main issues. So have new audiences to where you can test and have new audiences that are ready to go. Uh, so when you have these batch of audiences that are proven, these batch of creators that are proven, um, then you have your scaling campaign where we combine the two. And this is where, you know, we can really push spin behind that. Uh, we focus, say, for a multi-product store, we focus on our best sellers and those spending campaigns and keep those in stock year round. So that way we don't really have any problems with inventory dying out and stuff. So keep those running. Um, and then you, you really just throw in the system, a batch of proven creatives, a batch of proven audiences and stuff like that. Uh, so that way you can try to maintain at high speeds, uh, high spins as best as possible. So um, that's kind of like the biggest issues of how we kind of overcame these big lumps. You know, when we're starting out and stuff with e-commerce and stuff. Um, yeah, we had the inventory issues. Then we signed on another brand probably around December. So about a month or two after that brand um, or a few months after that brand. And they had a limited inventory. So it was very easy for us to scale up. But the problem was, is we would scale up really hard. The creative would burn out. And then we try to test new audiences to hold on to their life, trying to get some, you know, a few new audiences pop off. It would pick up a little bit more and they would die out completely. And then would drop all the way down from say 10, 20 K a day, all the way down now to back to hundred, $200 a day. And we're like, okay, what can we do? So we'll spend another month testing new creators and we'll finally get one back up. So what happens is a lot of people become complacent of not testing new creatives, not testing new audiences. And when the time they need new audiences, new creatives, they have none because they didn't test it. So they got to scale back down, retest, re-optimize and scale back up. So um, the average account probably only needs like five to six new creatives, uh, win five to six new winning creatives, which you might have to test 50 to 60 creatives in general before you, you get those five to six, um, really to scale up to probably a million plus a year um, with you know ads and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've never really put into consideration about the out of stock thing. I think that's, that's pretty huge for many. Yeah, it's probably brands. one of yeah. the like most under like it, it's, it's constantly mislooked. We, we've, you know, with uh, some of our first e-commerce brands, this is something that we have to constantly educate them on. Hey, why did ads drop down? We go look at their best sellers, all their best sellers out of stock. So um, now you know, we come into an e-commerce business and we're not just looking at the ad side. We're also doing some business consulting with them. Okay. So once we start scaling up, we make sure we talk to them before we start scaling a particular creative and stuff saying, Hey, 
And this is working extremely well. We're starting to push inventory and stuff on it. Um, can you make another, you know, an order, another order for a batch of these? Because uh, we're scaling this up and we want to keep this year round. So if, if we have to scale back down, that's going to drop in robots and stuff. We want to keep that up. So, um, you know, especially with like multi-product storage, all you're focusing on is customer acquisition. And then the other half is customer retention, which we can get to in a little bit. So, yeah, awesome. Let's, let's uh, dive into that, uh, that clothing store brand that we were just talking about before, before the show here, mm -hmm. where you were able to get so, uh, such massive results. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, we, uh, for one of the clothing brands we worked with, um, you know, they probably had about 25 to 50 different like, uh, clothing styles on their website. It's a women's clothing brand. Uh, they'll sell them primarily tops and bottoms, um, no really accessories or anything like that. So, um, and yeah, they came on board and they were literally in the same exact position as everyone who tried doing Facebook ads themselves with no knowledge. You know, they were inside the ads manager. They were just creating these random ads all over the place in these random campaigns, you know, bid cap target costs. Uh, you know, they'd find a, a campaign that was barely a, above their break-even robots and like immediately jack up it from a hundred dollars a day to a thousand dollars a day. They just, they had a really big budget and they didn't have the proper uh, tools necessary uh, in front of them to run these effectively. So they're just throwing money and burning it literally uh, with Facebook ads. Facebook ads is re resentless. They don't care if you burn your money or not. They're not going to give you a refund or anything like yeah. that. So if you throw tons of money at it and it's not working, they're still going to take your money. So they were just throwing money at the system. And yeah, you know, we came on board. And when we came on board, I mean, we quickly identified that they had a really good brand. You know, their, their, their product was validated in the process of, it was getting sales, you know, um, they spent enough, they spent a lot of money at a low ROAS, um, but they still sold a lot of product. Uh, they just spent way more than their revenue. And I knew the product was validated. And the next thing to really validate the product was, is there any improvements we can make right off the back? And that was the first thing we looked at is their ad account. Their ad account was just completely all over the place. So uh, we basically turn off all their old campaigns and we launched new ones and we launched new ones with a proper testing framework, exactly like we just kind of talked about audience testing, creative testing, a scaling campaign, you know, we quickly consolidated their top five best performing ads and ad accounts from the last say few months. Um, so we consolidate those five best, we consolidate our five best uh, performing audiences. We also test a few look like audiences. We put all that together. And like I said, we quickly, quickly scaled them up, you know, um, within, yeah, like I said, the first 30 days, we spent around $10,000 made it back $30,000 within the first 60 days. Um, or I think it was 60, 75 days. We crossed over that first hundred K and wow. this brand was never profitable on Facebook ads. Um, we came on board September 18, 2019. Uh, the brand was only, the brand was started around April, April of 2019. Uh, but they didn't start running ads till July of 2019 from July to September. They were negative. Um, so their break-even us was somewhere around like 0.1.48 and they were probably getting somewhere around 0.75. So they were getting very, very, very poor results, uh, with Facebook ads and stuff. So, and we literally came in, just flicked a few switches, scaled them up. So now once we start scaling them up 200 K a month around that point, that is where we start running into the inventory issues. So, mm. um, they were doing launches every week. So they were, they're releasing a new product every single week. So, um, instead of like a clothing brand, I did a big collection drop with a whole bunch of different styles and items and stuff like that. Uh, they ended up doing just one style every week, which is really great because it kept their audience really engaged 
and they would never restock any problem, uh, any products. So it created this false of urgency, scarcity, exclusive exclusiveness, all these different psychological factors so that people are more inclined to buy when they drop. So we ran a lot of ads to our engaged audience, their Facebook engagement, IG engagement, previous website visitors, previous purchases and stuff like that, um, as well as spending another 50% of the ad spend on cold acquisition. So, um, you know, with a clothing brand, it's all about acquisition and then have a really good customer attention program. And we'll explain the customer attention program in a second, but so we kept on that and we saw this, we saw a lot of dips in the ads manager. You know, it was like a roller coaster up and down because when a hot product would sell out, we'd go from like a four extra ass down to like a two X, two extra ass. And then we launched a new one that was semi hot product. And it'd be like a little bump, maybe a 2.73 X. And then, you know, next week back down to two, then next week back to four. Cause it was just, so it was a roller coaster. Um, so we're like, hey, let's look at your inventory. You know, you have a lot of products. Um, let's redo this. We're not, we're not going out this correctly. You know, we're, we're, it's like we're constantly, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot here. Um, so we looked at it and like, okay, so where is your best sellers at? And we identified their top five best sellers. Okay. They have almost a 50% customer repeat purchase rate which is absolutely insane, but that's, that's what clothing brands are. You know, um, I, for example, love the Alfley clothing brand. I've purchased one of their products. I was hooked on it. I probably spent over a thousand dollars with that brand because I love their products. So, um, if you can just get one customer in to purchase their product, they're more likely to purchase a lot more over time. So we, we knew with the Facebook ad side, it was all about customer acquisition and the easiest way to focus on customer acquisition is just keep your best sellers in stock and let's scale the hell out though. So those are products that are really good. They're really great at scale. Let's just keep those in stock year round. Let's figure out the top selling sizes. So maybe it's mostly medium. Then let's cut back a little bit on the inventory of the other ones and just focus more on medium when we're restocking and stuff. So we really focused on that to really beef up the customer acquisition side. And then the next thing is customer retention because clothing brand people are going to come back. So what are we doing for customer retention? Um, I'm going to give you guys probably two, three different ways for customer retention that I charge thousands of dollars for when I work with these brands. So you're in for a real treat right here. Yeah, make uh, sure you're thinking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I would write this down. Yeah. Uh, so once you get your customer acquisition up front, so that way you know, hey, we're spending money on Facebook ads purely for customer acquisition. Um, and once you start looking at it like that, then you can start focusing more on the back end because a lot of e-commerce brands forget about the back end. And this is where all your profits at. If you can break even the customer acquisition upfront and focus all your money on and time and attention on the back end, you're gonna have an you're gonna have an amazing results because you're gonna you know add another few thousands, maybe add an additional five to six figures a month um, in additional profit. So what customer acquisition is, when I see a lot of clothing brands when I come in or just any e-commerce brands, is they're failing to remarket to their existing purchases. So we look at their email marketing and I look back and I see there's literally no emails to our existing customers. I'm like, why? Well, they said they already purchased from us. They're not going to purchase again. That's a false belief a lot of people hold is that if they purchase from me, they're not going to purchase from me again. No, your customers are your biggest advocates. They love your brand. They love doing business with you. They want to feel good again by purchasing from you. You know, when I purchase something, I feel great. I feel good. Um, so if, if, if you want them to come back and purchase again, simply just position another offer in front of them. So with clothing brands, this could be new releases. Uh, for some of these single product stores, maybe some of these multi-product stores that are not clothing brands. For example, let's say we're working with a custom Apple watch brand right now. Um, we're upselling people on other personalized Apple products 
to their existing customers is working really well. We focus on customer acquisition with the, the bands for the Apple Watch band because that's a hot product bestseller. And then we're focusing on AirPod cases, personalized AirPod cases, uh, different personalized Apple products, maybe even different accessories for their phones and stuff that we can push to those existing customers. And we're literally just leveraging email marketing. So leverage some email marketing to your existing customers. I recommend two emails per week Monday, Friday, great place to go. Um, also to be emailing your list at least a few times a week for you know people that just sign up for your newsletter, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, focus on that. Another really powerful tactic is creating a Facebook group with all your existing customers. Um, we learned this tactic from Colin Wayne at Redline Steel. He has a huge Facebook group of existing customers and they literally help him make decisions with his business. And this strengthens the relationship these customers have for that business and increases your lifetime value of a customer from just a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars because now they feel like they're part of the brand a little bit deeper. And they'll literally use this Facebook group to run quick little promos, flash sales. Um, they'll give away free stuff in it to keep the customers engaged, keep the customers, you know, talking about them. They'll also do is they'll push, uh, put up like different signs and products there, like beta products that they want to, uh, you know, to like sell in the future. And they use the customers to give them feedback before they even launch. So it's like an incredibly free way to pre- uh, validate a product before it hits the market. So before you'll spend thousands of dollars on inventory and production, all that, we'll just put the SKUs in front of existing customers and see what they think. They'll give criticism and stuff on the products and criticism on, you know, what they think. And you can take that in feedback before you spend all that money. And guess what? Facebook group is free. It's free to start one. You can email your existing customers. You can say, hey, here's 20% off if you join the Facebook group. You can quickly build up a huge list uh, Facebook group. You can even run a retargeting campaign with Facebook ads uh, um, to your existing customers. And you can get a whole bunch of people in your group from there. So there's a few different ways for the customer retention side. Um, and then the last way is a loyalty program. This is something else. There's an yeah. app. Um, uh, there's plenty of apps on Shopify that literally do a great job at this. And it's literally two or three things. Um, you can get customers to come back and purchase more and they get loyalty points for purchasing more and they can put it to another order. Uh, so just a lot of big brands do this. Um, they can also go ahead and they can do a referral link and get points. So if they get their friends to go purchase from you. Um, what this does is your customers are your biggest brand advocates. If you can get them to purchase more and also to increase the amount of referrals they get, you can quickly triple, double, triple your business if all your customers bring in one, two to three new customers. So a great question to ask you is right now is if I had zero, like if I had to turn off all my paid advertising, Google, Facebook, everything, and the only way I could run my business now is purely by my existing customers, what strategies would I implement to, you know, to get more sales? Because, you know, hey, can we launch a new product to our existing customers that, you know, say if you're a single product store, what other products can you launch that your existing customers would love to buy from you? Um, you know, we're, we're doing some work right now with a, um, a brand that's like this. They sell um, these eye creams and they go from around your eyes and stuff. And they have one product. 
they're getting some really good customer acquisition, but they have nothing on the customer retention. So like, okay, can we do a like subscription service? Can we launch a subscription service for their eye cream? So like every 60 days, they get a free, uh, you know, uh, not a free thing, but they get a, a discounted or a good rate for a subscription of this eye cream. That's something I never thought about that. Um, you know, so that way you can just keep those existing customers and start building up some residual income. Uh, two is what other products can we launch that, is around eye creams. You know, we can launch some foot creams. You know, we can launch some different lotions. There's all kinds of different stuff you can launch yeah. uh, for people that's interested in those types of beauty products and stuff. Um, and then the third one is how can we get them to spread it with um, their other, like their friends and stuff? Uh, HelloFresh does an absolutely amazing job at this, where like when you sign up, you get four free boxes to send to people. So you, they literally entice you to send like four free boxes to your friends and then you get a discount as well after you send those four free boxes to people. So it, it starts to spread down, you know, um, between everyone. And these are some really great ways and great examples of customer retention. And the next key thing is to understand your lifetime value of each customer. So start doing, understand your lifetime value customer now over a 12 month period, a two, three year, four year period. There's lots of great videos on YouTube of how to, you know, really work around your like your customer lifetime value and how to build it out but understand where it's at right now start taking these actions and figure out where your customer lifetime value is then and then you can start figuring out how much you can afford to spend on paid advertising to acquire one customer um, you know when you go to a grocery store and stuff like that they do a really great job at this they literally give you a free tank of or like free hundred dollars worth of gas for literally just signing for their credit card programs and the reason why is because they're not looking at that that first sell they're looking at the next year, two, three, four years of you coming back to that grocery store. And all they did was all it cost them was a hundred bucks to get that customer in. So these are some really great ways to look at customer acquisition and customer retention. Um, and looking at the bigger picture, I, I do believe it, you know, a lot of brands I talked about this and like, Oh, so I, I need to be, you know, losing money next few months. No, no. So, so folks on your, you know, you're upfront, be profitable upfront, especially growing and stuff like that, especially people with don't have huge funds. Uh, but start looking at some of the bigger picture things, looking at how can we get customers to come back and purchase more? How can we increase our customer frequency, you know, increase our average order value? There's three key ways to grow a business, increase customers, increase customer attention and increase the average order value. Uh, you focus on those three things, have a strong vision, put the right people in place, you're going to be a successful e-commerce business. Yeah, I love it. Especially what you mentioned they, that about the customer retention. I think many e-commerce brands, they totally ignore that. They only have like customer acquisition thing and they totally ignore the, mm -hmm. the, the customers like what you say. So I'm definitely going to be re re uh, really listening to this episode again. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you also want to re-listen to this and many, many times. There's so many uh, golden nuggets there. And so one final thing, uh, Nick, is where do we see like in, in future, like what are some of your goals with the agencies? Uh, so I'm on a mission right now to, to literally help every single Shopify owner um, in some type of way. So between my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel, Instagram content, um, or whether it's some of my paid stuff like my um, e-commerce course or our consulting or even our full agency side. So, um, you know, right now what we're doing is we're building up a, you know, an agency that pretty much caters around e-commerce as a whole for, and we like to focus on Shopify just because wanted to name a specific market to go after. Uh, plus two, we love working with Shopify businesses because every single other platform is just absolutely 
I'm not going to say it, but it's just, it's, it doesn't work nearly as well as Shopify. There's always tracking issues, bugs. There's less app support and stuff like that. So it's just so much easier to work with Shopify businesses There's less headache and all that. So um, my goal is to get every single Shopify business owner to know my name in some type of way um, and utilize one of our services. So, you know, right now we're running fully Facebook ads for agent uh, for Shopify businesses. Uh, we started expanding on the Google ads and the TikTok for a certain few small beta group of our clients and stuff. And we'll start launching ads as a service very soon, even influencers and stuff. But as we're growing that, we get a lot of people on a day-to-day basis that reaches out with us that's just not ready to work with us. But that are in a really great state for growth. So that's why we are designing a full course specifically for those people. It won't be a Facebook ads course. It's going to be literally a Shopify growth course uh, for those people that are running Shopify, maybe maybe only getting a hundred to $200 a day sales right now and really trying to grow it and, and you know have that big vision and need someone to really walk with them, but you know can't afford the higher end coaching and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. But as we grow those two, those two parts of the agency, uh, we're launching a, a creative division at the end of the year. Uh, so we're actually a creative is a huge thing when it comes down to success with paid advertising. And a lot of Shopify brands we work with don't have the, um, the bandwidth to really do this correctly. Uh, you know, they try to do it themselves or they just don't have you know, don't have the, the right creative mind for it. So actually taking product photography, product videography and stuff uh, with a studio um, and like models and stuff to get them like the absolutely best uh, creatives in the market. So that way, because that's, that's another thing that hugely decreases uh, your cost per results, having really, really, really good creatives you can leverage. So um, that's kind of our future right now with the agency and everything. And we're just completely excited about the journey we're on right now. Um, grateful for every day, every day for everything that's going on on right now yeah that's amazing i'm super excited for you there and so one last thing <laughs> is uh where can we find you uh nick yeah so like i said uh do you have a youtube channel with a you know a few thousand uh you know visitors every day uh so you can look up nick terrio and uh nick n-i-c-k terrio t-h-e-r-i-o-t on youtube huge you know area for shopify facebook ads and e-commerce as a whole if you're, if you're looking to expand on a few things i said um or my instagram as well which uh, can be found in the same place next area yeah make sure you check those out i definitely learned a lot just from watching his free videos so thank you again so much nick for being here and always a pleasure to be speaking with you thank you vincent it was, it was great having you on, man. Um, you're an absolute amazing interviewer. And uh, I wish all of your, uh, your guests and stuff. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a great one, guys.